I don't understand what we want you to do what's been done over the course of the history of the game of basketball. Like, we've sat there, and I was fortunate to come in in 2001. And when I tell you that we, there was one trainer, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a traveling masseuse, there wasn't game readies, there weren't all of the amenities. You didn't have cold tubs, you didn't have hot tubs, you didn't have all of the amenities. And the only thing that has led, we have now teams that are paying millions of dollars to sports science. And they're like, oh, the game of basketball is tough. Let me tell you why. And for all the people that want to go through and look at numbers, you can look at how many games I played over the course of my career and what my numbers were. Let me tell you about why it was important to me, because that's all I'm going to say. My parents, I didn't come from very much. And for Christmas, my parents got me a ticket to go watch the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs because David Robinson was my favorite player. One ticket. My dad, who worked security and scrubbed floors and did all this stuff, he dropped me off at the game, gave me five bucks, and I went in there by myself because my family couldn't afford to come to the game. So they knew that I loved basketball. And I was the youngest of three boys, but that was my thing. So they paid one ticket, and I sat in there. My dad went to a bar and watched the game and then came back and picked me up when the game was over. So it's like every day that I stepped on the floor, I remember my father. Yeah. I remember having one ticket and being there and all the families and all the people that were probably just like me. If David Robinson wouldn't have played in that game, like, I get emotional thinking about it because I got to stand next to him in game six of the NBA Finals when he was about to go off into the sunset and tell him that he was my favorite player growing up. So I take that responsibility and say, wait, we can't just gloss over this. And I blame the teams. I blame the training staffs because the players in this generation are doing more of what they are told than going out there and leaving it all out on the floor. Because we as NBA fans, not just the fans in that building, you want to sit there and talk about uh, uh, MVP? Then go against Giannis. Be tired and go against Giannis. And I'm not saying that Jokic is notoriously known for playing in all the games, but that's one that as a team, as a franchise for Jokic, for everyone, you should have looked at and said, we need to manage before or we need to manage afterwards. You're going to go against one of the best players in this league and that's the way it should be looked at. Chicken, 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 chicken
chicken head. Chicken, chicken, chicken head. Yeah, you like my outfit? Don't even fake the deal. I thought you said you had a girl on the light bill. Always in my face, talking this and that. Girl, I had to buy some rings for the cat back. You ride clean, but your gas tank is on me. Be stepping out, ain't got no decent shoes on your feet. That's just the meter broke. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, the new joints gonna come out. Hate to see you in the club. You're mobbing with a mug. No way that you ride with your boy. You're nothing but a scrub. But he was with me. That's when you hate. Cause when I got up on you, bring your damn near faint. I saw it in our face, drinking on the yak. Not full of those, but your ass need some big tax. What you need some gum? Yes, right back at y'all niggas, man. Check this shit out. This your boy King Known Uncensored, and we got something. We got something. This is the all-star preview. And then I also got 30 questions for each individual team. And this will be a freestyle, though. This will be a freestyle, but this is King Known Uncensored. All-Star Game preview, but first off, let's talk about that Richard Jefferson speech that you guys heard at the beginning of the uh, intro, right? Um, I agree with Richard Jefferson, and that was very a very powerful speech. Richard Jefferson's a very solid um, announcer, and so is Tristan Thompson, but he took you into the mind of a fan you know, because I remember going to a Clippers-Pistons game this year, right? And Kawhi Leonard did not play. And um, I was kind of disappointed, but I kind of knew that he wasn't going to play. But, however, I got to see Paul George ball out. And, by the way, I feel like Paul George does not get his for being a great player. Paul George is what Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill would have turned out like if they didn't get hurt. I truly believe that that was going to be their fate, was that they're going to end up like Paul George. But, yeah, man, and I don't like load management either. Load management is trash. You know, at least... For Kawhi Leonard's case, he has an arthritic knee and a degenerative knee condition, so it will require him to miss games. But if we're talking about just healthy players resting, my thing is, okay, if you if you want your player to rest so bad, cut down their motherfucking minutes. That's what you need to do. Cut the minutes down. It's that simple. If you feel like your player is tiring out and then he's not hurt, you know, and this is, I had a conversation with somebody about this earlier about players being overpaid. And a lot of these players are being paid, but they're not playing in every game. And RJ was talking from a fan's perspective. Like a lot of these people are fans of basketball are poor and disenfranchised. 
and the one time they get the one ticket to see their favorite player, their favorite player don't play. And you got to imagine what that does to a child. It'll make you grow up hating that player. So, my thoughts on what RJ said, he was completely accurate and real about this. And I respect RJ for bringing up that point. Now, let's move on. Is Anthony Davis mad at LeBron James? Because, you know, Davis and LeBron, you can see that there is a little tension there. And, you know, it feels like something is off about about him. Now, Anthony Davis is probably, you know, according to some people, you know, like Pat Bev. Pat Bev had alluded that there has been tension between the players. He didn't say motherfuckers by name. But it had to be LeBron and AD. And a lot of people, you know, and Pat Bev said inconsistency played a role in why the Lakers are in the position that they're in. Because, you know, you can see like on the bench, you know, 80's body language towards LeBron is not there. It's not as good as it was in 2020 and 2021. And LeBron, according to one of the people that he's paying and Colin Cowherd, uh, one of the uh, key guys in the LeBron vacuum cleaning services, he said that LeBron is tired of AD's injuries. And he would like him to be traded. That's what, the, that's what Colin Cowherd said, allegedly, right? And which is an even bigger segue that um, Dallas is looking to pick up AD next year. And I feel like Dallas is a dark horse. If they pick up AD next year, that would be pretty good. I'm I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie to y'all. I think it would be a decent pickup. Especially... Um, if Kyrie doesn't resign, if Kyrie does resign and they get AD and they get maybe, I don't know, 50 to 60, 60 games off of Anthony Davis, they could possibly win a, a championship. Kevin Love. Oh, wow. Kevin Love and the Cleveland Cavaliers have agreed to a contract buyout and Kevin Love will become a free agent. Kevin Love was a part of that magical 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers team that upset the 73-9 and Warriors. And K-Love played a key role in that championship. And now he's on the prowl. There are many teams that are interested in him. Of course the Lakers are interested. They're interested in every fucking game. Everybody. 
that reveals themselves as like a free agent interested in everybody but Carmelo Anthony, apparently. But one team that I feel like he would fit right in with that's also interested in him is the Golden State Warriors. And the Golden State Warriors would be a perfect fit for uh, Kevin Love. I mean, again, nobody plays defense in this league. Everybody is focused on outscoring and outshooting each other. And, you know, Golden State has needed a big man for like a while. And Kevin Love can play a stretch five. He'd be perfect for what Golden State runs. I mean, I'm surprised Cleveland let him go. But then again, I think with Dean Dean Wade coming back, and I feel like, you know, the Cavaliers feel like they have their uh, rotation ready to rock. So that's probably why they uh, agreed to buy out Kevin Love. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, but he had a good chance of winning a championship in Cleveland, but maybe he didn't feel like Cleveland could have gave him the best chance. But who knows? I mean, I would like to see him. What if he goes to Boston? That'd be cool. Milwaukee. Like, there are a lot of teams that get to Phoenix. That'd be fire. Oh, Sham Sharania. You got some explaining a door, Lucy. Lucy, you got some explaining a door. Listen, Sham Sharania lied on Russell Westbrook. You know, he had recently sent a tweet, I think it was yesterday, that Russell Westbrook had no interest from NBA teams that wanted him. When other publications have been reporting that the Clippers, the Heat, and the Bulls are interested in uh, Russell Westbrook. But I don't know why he was lying on Russell Westbrook. And then he fucked around and tweeted today that um, Russell Westbrook was meeting with the Clippers. And a deal could be close to happening. The crazy part about all this is Russell Westbrook hasn't been bought out officially by the Jazz yet. I just found this out uh, yesterday, like last night, that he wasn't even bought out the Jazz yet. The Jazz and Russell Westbrook was discussing the fact that maybe they might keep him. So that's, that's two interested teams right there that want Russell Westbrook. And then I look up at Sharadia's Twitter feed, and he deleted the tweet. You got some explaining a door, Sham Sharania. And that's why Woj is greater than Sham, bro. Just off shit like this. Woj would never delete a tweet. Even if he was dead ass wrong, he would never delete a tweet, bro. I mean, you got to think about it. 
you gotta really think about this shit, dog. As I said, the Jazz should keep him. But him going to the Clippers would be monumental because he gets to be across from the teams that let him go and gets to remind them. And, and they're the in-city rival, and the Clippers are definitely going to be a lot for a top six seed. She is. I take that opportunity, and he could stay in L.A. and doesn't have to move. I mean, but Utah's not that far from L.A. either. But Sham Sharani a dead ass wrong for lying on Russ like that. Russ got interest, but here's the thing about Russell Westbrook, right? Russell Westbrook has the control of where he goes. He is in complete control. And he, according to reports, has said that, you know, he's going to wait it out and it could take until after the all-star break for him to make a final decision you know he's weighing his options and he's being very patient and calculated and smart and russell westbrook is in key position here to go to a championship caliber team now let's move on Payroll is set to drop a new project called Ghost on February 24th. And, you know, the Detroit rapper has been very consistent throughout his solo career. And I'm definitely looking forward to hearing some new music. Hopefully, Cardo produced the whole thing. That would be dope if they got another Payroll and Cardo collaboration. Also dropping on February 24th is rapper Logic. Um, He's dropping a new album called College Park. Although we don't know what the concept is about, I mean, I'm open to it. You know, Logic's a very consistent rapper. Very diverse, has very different flows. What the old heads back in the day called an ultra-magnetic MC. You know, definitely looking forward to that. You know, anything, any music that drops shit. You know, I'm about to do another album review before we get to the 30 questions. Los Angeles Lakers fans, please slow down. (laughs) They got all excited last night because LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, and AD played well the other night against the Pelicans team without their best player. Slow your roll. Yes, Ingram was there. Yes, C.J. McCollum was there. But Ingram had just gotten back to the lineup after dealing with that nagging toe injury. All of these guys talking about, oh, man, we going to win the championship off this. Oh, the Lakers are back and this, that, and the third. Chill. Hold chill. Wait until they win 10 in a row or 15 in a row. Then you can talk. But hate to uh, break it to y'all, but y'all niggas are two and eight without Russell Westbrook. 
why don't y'all try to win your next six to make that 500 before you niggas can rub your nipples all right grab your dicks if you love the Lakers, hella head ass niggas oh man anthony simons got injured the other night i believe it was against the uh damn who the fuck were they playing ah can't think of the team they're playing But, um, yeah, Simon's had a crazy ankle injury, and it doesn't look like he's going to be in the three-point contest. More on who is going to end up replacing him a little bit later. Still got some quick-fire stories for y'all. So, Boston Celtics head coach, interim head coach Joe Mazzula, was extended by the team today. Which means MAU Doka has been fired. Officially. They don't plan to bring him back. So now, looking at it from my perspective, you know who would be the perfect team for MAU Doka to go to and to help? The Detroit Pistons. I feel like it's long overdue. about that shit is I think the Pistons should fire Dwayne Casey. I mean, Casey has overstayed his welcome in Detroit. I mean, he's been known for developing players, which is fine. But I feel like he should get a different position in the organization. I don't think he should leave the organization. I just don't think he should, he's the head coach. I think his style is a little bit too outdated. And the current players are worried every time they make a mistake that they're not going to play anymore or get their minutes cut when they do make a mistake. Instead of having a coach that will allow them to make mistakes and to learn and grow from it. So Udoka... I feel like is a more capable and ready coach to coach and develop a young team more so than um, Casey. But um, Derrick Rose and the New York Knicks are discussing a potential buyout. I mean, he should have been bought out. I think they should have tried to trade him along with other players so that they could get a bigger player to go alongside Randall and all those guys. But yeah, I feel like Derrick Rose deserves a shot somewhere else because he's been out of the rotation for a couple of months being disrespected. I still feel like Derrick Rose could help a team that's contending for a championship like a Golden State. Like a fucking Chicago Bulls. He should go back to the Bulls. That'd be dope. Or like a Milwaukee Bucks. 
Oh, uh, him. I, I think Boston got too many guards. I don't think she should go back. Go there. Cleveland Cavaliers would, would would be a good fit for him. But um, yeah, man. D Rose being disrespected by his <laughs> one of his, I mean, by his coach coaches. And Tom Thibodeau, who I who who was another motherfucker that I feel like should not have a job either. I don't think Thibodeau's style fits new age players. And I think honestly he should be an assistant coach somewhere. The Miami Heat are prioritizing signing a big man instead of Russell Westbrook. So it's looking like Miami could be heading out of the race for Russ because it seems like Russ is more interested in the Clippers than anything. So, I mean, I mean, Kevin Love and Serge Ibaka, those two guys can help. That'd be a big pickup. I think I done said everything I needed to say so far. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker. Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker released a new project called 1-800-HIT-EASY-LINE-2. And I was definitely excited to hear that, you know, Eric Bellinger's dropping new music. So, without further ado, I'm going to give you the 1-800-HIT-EASY-LINE-2 review. I mean, Hitmaker's been collaborating with a, a shit ton of people, and Eric Bellinger and Tink seem to be frequent collaborators of his. So let's get into track one. Replay this. Replay this is just pretty much like the intro. And then I like how he flips the original intro for the original version of 1-800-HIT-EASY at the end. That's pretty dope. I definitely enjoyed that one. Nighttime Fantasies. Definitely a bop. Curious featuring Fabulous and Cordae. Yo. So Fabulous gets a second crack at the D'Angelo Lady sample because he rapped over the same sample on the game's album, Jesus Peace, but it seemed like it cut his verse off four bars in at the end. It seemed like he had a bridge at the end, but it, it seemed to have been cut off. But he gets a second crack at this as, you know, Fabulous and Corday delivers sharp verses go with, you know, the R&B lace, D'Angelo uh, sample. B&B, definitely a bop. I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, Way You Move wasn't necessarily like the um, 
wasn't necessarily. Uh, I feel like this was the weakest so far out of the five records that I talked about. It's kind of like in the middle. Too bad featuring Kaylin for real, for real. This was another mid song. Obsession. I like the concept of uh, obsession. I really do. Because no, this isn't a crazy obsession. This is a good obsession. Like, I want to be obsessed with you. So that it can help our relationship. Some to see featuring Blast. I'm surprised it wasn't over one of those signature Blast beats. You know, Blast shows that he could do... He can step outside and do a different beat and still be solid. If you if you know, you know. This is cool. This was all right. I'm trying featuring Tink. Eric Bellinger and Tink pretty much go back and forth. You know, Eric Bellinger is coming from a side. You know. You know, he made some mistakes in his relationship, and he's basically telling the girl that he'll never do it again. Typical shit. And Tink is just like, you better not do that shit again. <laughs> Decide? Not mad at Decide at all. Patterns? Probably not my favorite song on here. Keep Me In Mind is dope. I love I love Keep Me In Mind. Obsession Remix with Mooney Long. Honestly, this is way better than the original version. Like, I feel like this should have been the original version, in my opinion. I definitely love it. All in all, 1-800-HIT-EASY-LINE-2 is not better than the first one. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's just not. But that doesn't mean that it's a, 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 a piece of dog shit, though. I think it's a very fun project. You know, and it's another decent R&B offering to start the year. The production is definitely solid. Even though a couple of the tracks, a few of the tracks do sound the same, I understand. Same producer, I get that. But I definitely enjoy 1-800-HIT-EASY-LINE-2. Despite it not outdoing the original. Now, let's get to these 30 questions that I have. So, as you know, on this show, we do everything alphabetical order, my G. So the question I have for Atlanta is, how are Trey Young and DeJounte Murray going to utilize each other during a key run in the second half of the season. They had a fast start, 
And then, you know, Trey Young got hurt. DeJounte Murray missed some games. And now I feel like it's the same question that I've always had. Like, how are Trey Young and DeJounte Murray going to utilize each other and not only make each other better, but the parts around them? I feel like Atlanta Hawks have a complete team around them and could, if they focus, upset some teams along the way. They, I feel like they are that good. And as far as their depth is concerned, I mean, adding Sadiq Bay was great. Boston Celtics. It's a very simple question. Can they get back to the finals? My answer is yes, but however, Milwaukee is healthy and better than they were last year. Obviously, you know, when uh, Middleton went down in the first round of the playoffs, the Bucks were not the same team. But however, the Bucks pushed y'all seven without their second best player. That's concerning. Boston definitely has the depth the coaching, and the personnel. But can they get back to the uh, NBA Finals? Yes, they can. But will they? I have no idea. We're just going to have to see how the uh, top eight seeds are positioned in the bracket. Brooklyn Nets. Man, okay. So they've made a lot of changes. Here's the million dollar question. Will the Nets play the upset special in the playoffs? Because once they traded Kyrie and Kevin Durant, you know, the Nets were still like, um, 10 games above 500. Let me check their record right now. The Nets are still 10 games above 500 and the fifth seed. Now, do you think that they'll be able to hold on and hang in there and play the spoiler in the playoffs? My answer is no, but I think they'll win at least one playoff game. The Nets have a good personnel around them. I mean, they added play uh, uh, a a legion of role players. I mean, Michael Bridges just had 41 last night. They're definitely more than capable of at least winning a playoff game and maybe getting in the playoffs and not having to go through the play. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> oh boy. Will the Charlotte Hornets? I don't know, bro. <laughs> That's a tough one. Because I if I would have did this show before the trade deadline, I would have asked them, will they mortgage their players to build up their future?
But I really don't have a question for Charlotte, to be honest with y'all. I mean, Charlotte is obviously going to tank. But I think the question I should ask Charlotte is, could they sneak into the plan? My answer is simply, hell no. And that's how I'm probably just going to keep it. Not going to hold you. Chicago Bulls. Um, My question, this is all freestyle, by the way. My question to the Bulls is, when are they going to turn on their on switch? Because you have three guys who are all-star caliber players. And y'all been together for like two and a half seasons. Because we know Zach Levine can score. We know DeMar DeRozan can score. We know Nikola Vucevic can score. Now, their defense is janky. I don't think either one of the three can play defense. I mean, that's why you have Alex Caruso and Ayal Dosumo and Derrick Jones Jr. for. That's what you had Lonzo Ball for until he got hurt. But the question is, can they win out the play-in? And the answer to that is yes. I think they could win out the plan. Cleveland Cavaliers. Easy question for them. I definitely have a question. Can the Cleveland Cavaliers knock down a top dog? And what do I mean by each uh, uh, top dog? Somebody like Philly, somebody like Milwaukee, and somebody like uh, Boston. Can Cleveland step up and knock one of those guys down? I mean, I think they could beat maybe Milwaukee. Maybe. Maybe if that. Right? But I don't know about Boston. That don't sound like a good matchup for Cleveland. Philly, they could definitely beat Philly, but I don't think they, they they will end up beating Philly. Even though I feel like they can. I feel like Cleveland, from 1 to 10, got one of the better rotations in the league, and then they got that middle. You know what I'm saying? You got Mobley, who's like 7 feet. Jared Allen's 6'11". You know, you still got that dynamic backcourt in um, Mitchell. And Garland, I'm just saying. That was not feel so good. Matter of fact, I have to get that instrumental on my iPod. I keep forgetting about feel so good. I need that instrumental. I'm going to go get it after the show. I promise it'll be on next show. It'll probably be the first beat I play. But anyway, <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers, will they knock down a top dog in the playoffs? They're capable, but I don't see it happening this year, but maybe next year for sure. Definitely looking forward to seeing Garland and Mitchell in a playoff series together. Dallas Mavericks. Can Kyrie Irving take the Dallas Mavericks to the NBA Finals? Jason Kidd, 
I say this on every show. Jason Kidd says the main objective is for us to outscore teams. That's the main objective, y'all. And I believe that Dallas has a shot, but I don't know if they're actually going to fucking do it, though. Jason Kidd has to use his depth. That's just bottom line. That's just bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. I definitely feel like with that strategy and maybe with the usage of more of their depth, I think they could possibly make the finals in the West. It's a possibility. Denver Nuggets. I got a question. (laughs) It's an easy question. Will the Denver Nuggets get upset in the playoffs early? I have been hinting that there's a possibility that that could happen. Pending first round opponent, of course. Because look at who's down here. The Nuggets don't want to play the Pelicans in the first round. The Pelicans could easily take them seven. But I'd still pick Denver in that series. Think about it that way. Because look at who's down. Who else is down here? The the, uh, Golden State Warriors. (laughs) The Warriors beat this team last year in in five games. But, you know, despite Golden State taking a back seat to the... you know, defensively, they have been lackluster. But I truly believe with a healthy Stephen Curry, the Warriors can upset the Nuggets easily. And do what Dallas, what the Warriors did to Dallas in 2008, 2007. And then you got to look at OKC Thunder. They're not going to play Denver for no chumps. I think Denver can beat them, but also, look at who's 11, the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz is a good team. If they keep Russell Westbrook, shit, they can creep back up into the playoff lane. Then look at the Portland Trailblazers. Then look at the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, I don't know. I don't believe in Denver right now. Denver's going to have to make it back to the uh, Western Conference Finals without the bubble to prove me wrong. Detroit Pistons. Um, I mean, the only question I got is, will the Pistons end up with Victor Wembenyama next year? I mean, if you draft Victor Wembenyama, you got multiple pieces at the big man spot. 
hopefully a hundred percent healthy Cade Cunningham, and maybe just maybe it could meet that thirty-eight and forty-four record that I originally had them on, and possibly a play-in berth next year. Just knocking on wood, Joe. Golden State Warriors. When will the Golden State Warriors get it together? Because we all know that the Warriors defensively has not been good. And then, also, when will they get back to winning games on the road? Because the Golden State Warriors, Greg Butter, was winning key road games. I mean, they are seven and twenty-two on the road this season, and twenty-two and seven at home. And they're currently sitting at twenty-nine and twenty-nine. When will the Warriors get their shit together? Because the West is no joke. And will they be able to not to get their record? To the point to where they don't have to play in a play-in game. Because the last time they were in a play-in game, John Morant and them took them out. Houston Rockets? I don't have any questions for the Rockets. They stink. They are probably going to have to get them. Pray they get Victor Wembenyama. But then again, you got Alperin Simmons. Single. So, are they going to play Victor at, at the four? I think that would be probably the only solution because right now, I don't have any real questions for the Rockets. Question for the Indiana Pacers. Damn, how y'all fall off so bad? I mean, I understand the Tyrese Halliburton injury had a lot to do with why they have been on the downswing. But damn, why you falling off so hard? The Pacers a month ago was the number six overall seed in the East. But maybe the reality has hit this team that they're a lottery team right now. They're not quite ready to make that leap and be big boys in the playoffs. Los Angeles Clippers. Does the trade deadline acquisitions make you a championship contender? Now, as long as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are healthy, the Clippers will always be a championship contender. And even without the services of Kawhi Leonard in the conference finals, they went seven games with the Phoenix Suns in 2021. So I definitely feel like the additions of Bone Tyler, Air Gordon, and Mason Plumlee definitely made them better easily. And Island is a great replacement for John Wall. You got younger, you got veterans, and the Clippers are loaded at damn near every position. And they have their assortment of wings that they can use to defend many teams 
offensive wing threats. Los Angeles Lakers. Easy question. Will you make the play-in game? I'm going to say no. Because I feel like the Lakers are way too far behind. I feel like the Lakers are too far behind in this. Because you can't spend your season playing catch-up. I feel like LeBron and AD sat out key games that could have helped them rise up the Western Conference. On paper, this team is talented. On paper, this team should make the playoffs, but I don't believe they're going to make it. And even if they do make the play-in, the first game, they're out of it. Easy. Memphis Grizzlies. Are you really them? Are you what you say you are? Because John Morant made a bold claim that he isn't worried about the West and the West has read up and got better. Now it's up to you to live up to everything you say. Are the Memphis Grizzlies really legit? And I say they are somewhat legit, but a little bit too overconfident. If Memphis just put in the work and did less talking and put that energy towards their games, they could be a championship team. Miami Heat, interesting question. Will the Heat advance past a round in the playoffs? Depends on their opponent. And they better choose their opponent very wisely. Because right now, if they were to play now, they play the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Bucks and the Heat go back and forth. The Bucks and the Heat go back and forth all the time. With They've had some classic uh, series against each other. But will the Miami Heat advance past the first round? I don't know. It's, I mean, if I'm the Heat, I want the Nets. Period, point blank. I don't want the Sixers. I don't want the Cavs. I don't want the Bucks. I don't want the Celtics. I want the Nets or the Knicks. Milwaukee Bucks, easy question. Can they win the championship this year? I mean, a healthy Bucks team is dangerous, especially with them utilizing Chris Middleton off the bench. Whoever thought of that idea was genius because that way he doesn't have to play starters minutes. And he could heal from that uh, MCL injury properly. I mean, they spent a lot of assets acquiring Jay Crowder. I think they acquired Jay Crowder strictly for the playoffs. 
because I feel like he's still getting back in shape. Because he hasn't played all season. He's like 34, 35 years old. But on paper, I, I truly think that they have a good chance of winning another title. I definitely do. They have a they have one of the best chances. Minnesota Timberwolves. Same question I got for the Miami Heat. Can you win a series with what you have? And uh looking at the West that John Morant is not worried about. I don't know. I mean, currently they would play the uh, Sacramento Kings. And I honestly would give the Wolves a chance in that series. I think regardless, if that series ends up being the first round series, that's going to be a seven-game series. And I think that would be their best chance to win because I would avoid the Suns, the Nets, the Suns and the Nets. I mean, not the Suns and the Nets, but the Suns, the Clippers, and the Nuggets with the quickness. I want Memphis or Sacramento or even, yeah, those are the teams that I would want if I was the Timberwolves right now. They're currently placed six in the West. The addition of Mike Conley does bring some structure to that team, whereas with D'Angelo Russell, who is not necessarily the uh, floor general to have in a NBA series, I think Conley can do what he did on Utah and Memphis and just be a level-headed leader so that mistakes would not be made. New Orleans Pelicans. Can you make the playoffs without Zion Williamson? They did it last year, but I think that was more so due to the Lakers' collapse last year, more so than anything. But, you know, you do have Brandon Ingram back, and CJ McCollum has always been a solid scorer. The question is, who's going to be the third guy to step up for this team? Is it going to be Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Jonas Valley and Shunis? Who's going to be that third guy? That's going to be the key to them possibly maybe surviving a round of the playoffs, but they're currently placed eighth right now. I mean, they got a chance to creep back up the West. I mean, I had them at as a five seed this year only because of Zion's health. But without Zion, eight sounds about right. New York Knicks, what can you do for me in the playoffs? And would Jalen Brunson I mean, we saw what Jalen Brunson can do in the playoffs. Julius Randle didn't have that his first go-round in the playoffs when he joined the Knicks. Randall didn't have this. So now he's got a surefire second score in Brunson. R.J. Barrett, he comes around. He shows up sometimes. I don't know if Fournier's going to get any clock. Will Mitchell Robinson be healthy? You know, it's a lot of questions for uh, the Knicks. But the main question is, what can you do for me in the playoffs? 
And can they win a, win a round of the playoffs? Oklahoma City Thunder. Can you play spoiler in the play-in? Because Shane Gildas Alexander is a superstar. And, and no doubt in my mind, next year, the Thunder is definitely going to make the play-in next year with a healthy check home group. And not to mention, the Thunder have the picks to go get another superstar player, if not two superstar players. But will the Thunder do it? No. But my question is, will they play the spoiler in the play-in? Because, I mean, SGA and Josh Giddy are a pretty good duo. And the role players in Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, um, Trey Mann, uh, light skin and dark skin Jalen Williams, they've been pretty solid, and they seem to be like hungry go-getters. Orlando Magic. Question. Is Paulo Banchero overrated? I'm going to say yes, a little bit. A lot of player, you know, a lot of people are placing too much of a stronghold on his possible potential. I think they're overmeasuring his potential. Will he be a superstar one day? Sure. But just not within the next two, three years. Maybe in about five or five to eight years. You have to realize, you know, there are still superstar players in this league that have been superstars for a while. And Ja and Joker and, and Luca and Giannis and Kawhi and I mean and Shea Gilgis Alexander. You have to measure him up against those guys. And I don't think he's going to surpass all of the current superstars in a year or two. And Paolo's been up and down all season. Like in the beginning of the season, I would have believed you because he was going off. Then, you know, the middle part of this season up until the All-Star break, he slowed down a little bit. But that's the only question I have for the Magic. They stink. They they have to pray that they win the uh, Victor Wimbenyama sweepstakes. Philadelphia 76ers, is this your year? Because you have James Harden, who is in his point guard bag, and I believe in um, I believe in um, Buddy as a point guard. He's a hell of a point guard. Joel Embiid, he's gonna get you thirty. But the question is, will the parts around you be consistent? I mean, Tyrese Maxey has established that he's easily the third best player on this team. And and Doc bringing him off the bench is genius. But, you know, the inconsistency of Tobias Harris, the sometimes burst of offense and good defense from DeAnthony Melton, 
I mean, and the acquiring of uh, Jalen McDaniels is going to determine whether this is going to be Philly's year to win the championship. Phoenix Suns. Will KD lead the Suns to the NBA Finals? And I say, yes, it can happen. But as long as Kevin Durant is healthy, the Suns definitely have a chance to contend for an NBA championship. I mean, you got Chris Paul, who has his moments. You have Devin Booker, 100% healthy. You added Darius Baisley and TJ Warren, who's already been a son. You know what I'm saying? And then you have the role players and Damian Lee. You know what I'm saying? DeAndre Ayton is still there. You got to keep him. And then, you know, you got to also ask, is DeAndre Ayton finally going to step up and live up to that number one pick shit? Because Ayton's been selling all year long, selling wolf tickets all year long. And it's about that time that boy steps up. So that'll be the question that I ask Phoenix. Can KD lead this team back to the NBA Finals and they can actually win a title? Because they definitely have a team. Portland Trailblazers. Can they play a spoiler in the play-in? Portland has the pieces. But I don't think Portland's going to be like, you know, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer because, yes, you have Damian Lillard. And if Simon's going to be healthy by the time the play-in starts. Because I truly believe that Portland's going to make the play-in. Them adding Cam Reddish, Matisse Thibel, and Kevin Knox does a lot to help. But Portland's going to have to outscore teams if they're going to play spoiler in the play-in. Sacramento Kings. Are the Sacramento Kings for real? Or are they just overachieving? I believe that they are overachieving. But I also believe that Sabonis is a really good addition to that team. And he fits everything that they're trying to do over there. And his game complements the uh, Aaron Fox very well. And then the role players that they signed in the offseason, those were underrated moves in the signing of Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. Um, Ray Lyles, and then to go along with the compliment, Harrison Barnes already, De'Aaron Fox already. This combination has turned this team into one of the future contenders later on down the line. San Antonio Spurs. I really don't have no questions. I mean, again, this is another team that will they get Victor Wimbenyama? Toronto Raptors, can they make the play again? Will they be the 10th seed in the East? I don't believe that they're going to win a play-in game, 
I don't think they're they're capable of it this year. They're just not any good. They didn't do anything with this team to make it better for now or the future. But Yaka Perto is stepping up, though. That was a good pickup by them, even though I feel like another team could have used that guy. Utah. Will the Utah Jazz eat Russell Westbrook? I mean, I think he should, but they won't. Russ probably has bigger dreams this year. He wants to win a championship. And I don't think Utah's in a great position to win a championship. I think they're in a great position to make the play-in game. Last but not least, the Washington Wizards. When will you be consistent? You have three guys who can get you 20 with no problem in Bill, Porzingis, and Kuzma. Then Kendrick Nunn was a great pickup for them. When will you guys wake the fuck up? You have all this uh, potential. But nothing to show for. Washington should be a play-in team. They're really good enough to actually do something. All right, and those are the questions that I have for 30 NBA teams. All right, NBA All-Star Preview. This is the main event. An hour show. Y'all got one, y'all. You got one. All right, the All-Star Game. This is the 2023 All-Star Game. Let's get into it. Joe Missoula of the Boston Celtics is the head coach. That's dope. Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets. That that sounds about right. Um, Missoula is the coach of Team Giannis, and Mike Malone is the coach of Team LeBron. We already are aware of the rosters. I already discussed them. Despite the fact that uh, Anthony Edwards and De'Aaron Fox, Pascal Siakam replaced Kevin Durant. Anthony Edwards was Zion replacement. Uh, Zion Williamson's replacement. De'Aaron Fox is Stephen Curry's replacement. So the all-star game is going to be like a pickup basketball game in grade school where they select the players live on Sunday. The celebrity game, I'm not going to really bring up the celebrity game. That's not important. I mean, I'm going to watch it, but... Rising stars, the sophomore, we got Jose Alvarado. Well, actually, you got the same format and concept. It's like a tournament. My bad, y'all. It's a tournament. So, Pal Gasol, they already did their draft. Pal Gasol selected Jose Alvarado. Paulo Banchero, Scotty Barnes, Jaden Ivey, Benedict Matherin, Keegan Murray, Andrew Nimhard, Darren Williams. These are the coaches, by the way. I don't know which. I don't know which. Oh, Jason Terry. Never mind. Okay, Darren Williams. 
Darren Williams selected Jalen Green, A.J. Griffin, Bones Highland, Walker Kessler, Trey Murphy, Alperin Shingoon, and Fox Watkins. That's a very interesting team that Darren Williams picked. Joakim Noah selected Jalen Duran, Josh Giddy, Quentin Grimes, Evan Mobley, Jabari Smith Jr., Jeremy Sohan, Jalen Williams, dark-skinned Jalen Williams. Then Jason Terry. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, City Kosoko. These are all G League niggas. Scoot Henderson. Ooh, Scoot Henderson gets the fucking play. That's five. That's five. Scotty Pippen Jr., Leonard Miller, Kenny Lofton Jr., Mojave King. Mm. So we possibly get to see Scoot Henderson and Leonard Miller before they're drafted. That ought to be interesting. As far as I'm concerned, the best team is probably Pau Gasol's team. Keegan Murray's a stud. Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, Paulo Benchero. Like, that's probably the best team we got right here. But don't be surprised if that G League team makes it to the finals in that tournament. The skills challenge. The skills challenge. The, the rookie, they have a rookie team. It's three teams. The rookies, Paulo Benchero, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr., uh, Utah Jazz has Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Walker Kessler. And then the uh, Antetokounmpo brothers are, are a team as well in the skills challenge. So that'd be interesting. Three-point contest. All right. So this year, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heal, Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, Lori Markinen. Jason Tatum, Kevin Herter, and Tyler Hero. Um, Julius Randle ended up replacing Anthony Simons. My thoughts on who could possibly win this? I'm going with Dane. I'm going with Dane time. Who the fuck else would I go with? I'm picking Damon anything. Even as an underdog. But I'm taking Dane Willard. The fuck? Slam dunk contest, as I stated before. Trey Murphy, Kenya Martin Jr., Jericho Sims, and Matt McClung. I'm probably going to go with KJ, Kenya Martin Jr. I say the final dunk, he dunks over his dad. That would be my prediction. So I'm going to go with K-Mart Jr. All right, y'all. That is my show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for fucking with me. This is King Nona Censored. All-Star Game Preview, and I'm gone.